the first skill, which I'm going to start with the hardest one that all creative entrepreneurs should have is self-promotion. Wow. I think that's the hardest one, right? We have to be our biggest fans and we have to get out of this whole, I posted it once and that's it. Or I talked about it once and that's it, right? So I look at that because it takes, whether it's days, whether it's weeks, months or whatever, to actually formulate our passion into something of a business, something of a product or, or a service, right? And then to sit there and say, I have a problem with self-promoting. It's like, how? Mm. You just spent mad long to create this, right? To actually structure it out. Because some of, some of us creative entrepreneurs are, are really doing what we love, what our passion is, and now we're finally turning it into something that we can monetize. So to transform that, it sometimes doesn't click very well because it's like, I, I do this anyways. Like I, I love it. I, I do this kind of in my crib, at home, to my friends. And, and now you're saying I have to say it to the world. Yes, I am. Cause you're dope. And other people Please. should know that. And it's not about saying, hey, look at me. My name is Nikki. And I do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. That's just a little bit too much, right? But showing what you do, right? Just showcasing it, seeing how it adds value to people, and then giving them a call to action, a solution to their problem is still, a, a, still self-promoting. All you're doing is saying, this is what I can offer you. No one's saying, hello, talk to, talk, uh, let me talk to you about me and all the great things I do about myself. And that's the problem that some people have is like, I don't like talking about what I do. I don't like talking right. about myself. But you're showing. You just have to show. So I would, I would ask... You most like what is how could someone get out of their way to better, you know, self promote themselves? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, it's funny. The the thing that was coming to my mind is when we first kind of linked up. The one thing that you and I probably had most in common is that we hated the fact that everything was about titles. We were like, like, do I have to? Do I have to have a fancy title behind my name so that you can think I'm gifted and talented? Is it necessary? Is it important? And one of the biggest things that I feel the adjustments that I made, and I, I would love for you to speak to it as well, is that I stopped worrying about the title because this title it was really, at the end of the day, if I were to be super honest, it, the title was about how it made me feel in terms of how valuable I sounded or made myself seem in the eyes of people I was talking to. So I stopped making it less about me and how I'm going to feel and how I'm going to appear and I have to look like I'm rich and all this stuff and all that. And I, and I made it about the people that I wanted to help and serve. And the more that I did that, 
the more I became excited to share what I was doing. Heck yeah, I'm excited to tell you about a podcast that I have because we have consistently produced 91 episodes, never missed a week, and we're about to reach our 100th episode mark. That, that does, that's not for me. I didn't, I didn't make episodes for myself. I made episodes for the people who are listening so that they can benefit from or avoid the mistakes that we've made when working with brands and businesses. So the more that I started to think about the people that I was helping and how my gift contributed to their well-being and the, making their lives easier or, or helping them to just have a more fulfilled life, the more it became easier for me to say, heck yeah, let me tell you what I do. And guess what? It costs a lot too. I'm going to tell you that too. And for those of you who are a little bit more in, in tune just kind of with my journey and what I've been through, I took over a year hiatus off of social media, an entire year. Because to be honest, I had to get all of that. I had to almost do like a gut rehab of myself because I built on a bad foundation. And the thing that you don't want to do, this is, this is last thing I'll say, and I'll be quiet until the next point. You don't want to blow up on a version of you. That's not who you really are. You don't want to blow up on a version. That's not your authentic self because you have to live almost a fake reality of you to keep the people in tune, right? Because they got to know a version of you that's not really you. And I felt the first time around, I was trying on so many different hats. I was trying to figure out my message and my, and my tone and my style and, and how am I gonna do it? And what, I was trying so many different things that none of them fully fit me because I was trying to do and market at the same time. So the minute I just kind of pulled back I really just started to do that rehab and, and, and do things over. I came back and I was like, yep, this is the version of me that is extremely clear on three things, who I am, who I help, what do I help them with and how does it benefit them? You can get those questions. It will be, you will not have any issues when it comes to self-promotion because you understand you have to do this to survive and keep traffic flowing into your business. How'd you do it? How'd I do what? I mean, how did you go from that process? I mean, when it, you, you, when we first met, do you remember, and, and, and I know this is like a, a vanity metric to some extent, but it, it does show, it does show the extent of the growth. When we first met, I think you had less than like 10,000 fo followers on social. Yeah. Today, I think you got a lot. So uh, just talk about it like that, literally putting content out online is a form of self-promotion, right? Like you're teaching, yes, you're helping others, but it is a form of self-promotion nonetheless. So how'd you do it? Like, how did you just say, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. Let's go. Like, I'm going to do it consistently. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. How, how did you do it? Yeah. It's about putting the people first. So I didn't really feel like I was talking about myself. I felt like I was talking for the people, right? I was the voice of some of their problems and giving certain solutions to it. So the more that I did that and not necessarily look what I can do and look what I could solve, but here is your problem. Here is some of the things and here's the solution, right? If you want to know more, go to my live, go to the podcast, go to like understanding that kind of flow, then 
people felt that I was there for them, right? And so when you when you move that way, it's so much easier. Like I don't have to worry about um even from from a standpoint of really how much I look or anything. I don't have to worry about that. I I have I worry about what how can I make it easier for people to understand? How can I make it easier for people to consume and share? How can I make it easier for them to take action? When I when I started doing that, my numbers started to grow. It wasn't just putting stuff out to show, okay, let's do lifestyle. Let's just give simple tasks or, or tips and things like that. No, let's give out the information that people want. So you can become the source of that particular industry. And when I concentrated on that, it started to grow. And then people were like, all right, what else you have? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you want more? Uh, I got you. Hey, even now, I'm like, they still want more. Mm. What, what does that even look like? You know, like really breaking that down from, okay, let's take a strong assessment of what has been going out on social media and am I really providing the next steps to it? So it is, it's really dope when you move that way, especially from, like you said earlier, person who doesn't necessarily like titles. But now in this season, understanding the importance of titles, right? Mm. Um, like before, I think I was so against it and it may be more for my own reasons of, I don't really know how to categorize myself. I did so much. How do you even bottle, like how do you box that in? And I felt boxed in when thinking of titles doing that not really identifying yourself other people can't identify you so go go i saw it yeah i heard that yeah yeah i was i was gearing up to go here but no i want to ask you what's what's one thing that people think is self-promotion but actually isn't because i know i made a lot of attempts where i was like no nah, i'm trying like I'm, I'm i'm out here telling people like i'm i'm posting but it it was it, you know what I'm saying? Like in actuality, it was me almost trying to just cover a, put a bandaid on something that needed stitches. Like it was, it was like a fake remedy. So what would you say for someone who thinks is like, yo, nah, I, I am doing content or I am doing this, but what is that? Okay. Say that because I think you said it differently in well, both ways. Just take the, 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 no, the first one, like I'm just saying like there are, there are, I did it. I don't want to call people out, but I'm saying okay. I did it and I'm sure others are doing it where they are doing something. It's like right. that J. Cole said J. Cole song that says, uh, you came a long way. Funny thing is you went the wrong way. Yeah. Like not all activity is progress. So right. I'm saying what what are some maybe common mistakes that you see of people doing stuff that they think is self promotion, that is progress that they think is progressing their brand. But it's not. It's just like throwing, you know, stuff at the wall and nothing really sticking. Oh, well, that's easy. A common one is is jumping on trends that has nothing to do with their brand. Right. So that's good. So the 
the major tip that people run with is staying relevant, right? So to stay relevant, you want to you want to do the trend surfing. Now, you still have to keep in mind you have a brand. So yes, jump on the trends, but either transform it to your actual brand or find one that's already within your brand. Don't go completely outside of your your comfort zone or outside of what people know you for just to stay relevant. So now you have this content, you're like, yo, I'm I'm out here, I'm I'm self-promoting, all this great stuff. But in actuality, you're just doing things in order to stay in front of the masses and not everybody is your audience. So now you're going to get traffic, but it's not traffic that you honestly need. It's traffic more for vanity metrics. Yo, I got mad people. So perception, unfortunately, in this day and age is everything. So if you're trying to go the perception route, absolutely. However, in a long run, you getting just random people to come to your page and possibly follow, engage with you, doesn't do anything from a back-end standpoint of longevity, of conversions, of loyal fans, and, and things like that. So, you know, that's that's one of those things that um, doesn't that, that it could consider self-promoting, but it's it's wrong. So, so the next one you sent me was you said collaborations. Yes, like knowing how to collaborate. Yes. Uh, Talk about the importance of it and then how to do it real quick. I got you. So so collaborations is just that. We got to get comfy and go with people within our industry and sometimes outside of our industry in order to get in front of people, new, in, front, in front of new faces, new people, of new personalities, new characters, like like all that. For us to get our brand out there from a more nationwide standpoint, more global standpoint, we have to actually shake hands and kiss babies, right? So that could be as simple as like a live, that could be as simple as uh for those people who are on Instagram or just doing reels and TikToks, short form videos, that can be as simple as, you know, the, um, like the remixes or the, the duets where it's like side by side, that could be it. It could be, um, you collaborating with somebody on the event side. It could be, you could write a book together. You could do a podcast together. There's many forms of collaborations, but we have to pick one, feel comfortable with it, try it out, go about it again. The reason why certain podcasts do very well is because they bring on guests. That is a form of collaborations. So the guests, not only do they get introduced to, like, let's say, our platform, we're being introduced to their audience. So now we're, regardless if it's one person, regardless if it's thousands of people, our 
our podcast is getting uh is is getting different looks from different people and that guest is getting a vice versa kind of effect. Uh, versus is a huge way that we see collaborations happening. And you can see the effect that happens when you get on Versus, when you jump on that platform and you team up with Timbaland and Swiss, now your streams are going up, your merchandise is going up, your people are buying tickets for your concerts and your shows. That is the the creme de la creme of co a collaborations. I don't want you guys to think like, okay, I instantly collaborate with something and everything's gonna go. On certain platforms, yes. On certain pla platforms, no. It is, it's sometimes on a strategic standpoint of, okay, you have people I don't. Let me, let me get in front of them. They're going to love me. They're going to come through and follow me. And then it's my job to nurture them and make them into uh, loyal fans. Then that will convert into two dollars later down down the road. But if we think that we could do everything by ourselves based off our skills and based off our passion, it's it's going to take a very slow, slow growth, right? Mm -hmm. Not saying that's impossible, right? Yeah. It can be very possible, but the way that, and I think you said it, um, like, three years you could see really amazing success if you play your yeah. cards right if you if you do certain things that uh other people other blueprints have laid down three years you could see amazing growth but if you do it by yourselves as a creative entrepreneur it's a very slow road very yeah, very that's slow so road. that's so good yeah yeah. Wow. Good memory. I, I said that on uh, our last episode, Shameless Plug. Check it out. Episode 91, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, go check it out. Uh, all right. No, that's uh, that's really good. I I have a couple of things to say here, actually, about this collaboration thing, because I, I struggled with it. I struggle with a lot, y'all. I feel like this is like, uh, this is you know, like content, um, content therapy. Content therapy. There you this go. Is like this is like content therapy for me too. Uh, no, I, I I did have that challenge because I'm an only child for one. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily mix well with everyone. Uh, at least in the beginning, right? I think like I'm usually like shy at first or a little bit more reserved. So until I build some level of common ground with someone, they won't fully see maybe even why they may want to partner or collaborate with me, right? Until some investment or groundwork has gone into it. But and then he gets offered CEO jobs 24-7. Anyways, go ahead. It's, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little lucrative. You know, it's nice up here. It's coming, it's nice. coming up for the right now. I don't know. It's, it's nice up here. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But but no, I, I will say one, one of the things that I, I will I will suggest for a lot of us to, to think on is uh, don't just because the recommendation is to collab, then to go out there and, and just look for collaborations. Believe it or not, and as crazy or selfish as this may seem, when you're trying to collaborate, the very first thing that you should work on 
is becoming more attractive. You have to be doing something that is attractive enough for other people to want to partner with you or collaborate with you. I can tell you right now that one-way collaborations often fail or don't work out to the extent that you think that they will. So if you see someone, you're saying, man, they got 12,000 followers. I got 1,200. So if I get with them, I'm going to, that partnership is not going to work, right? Because they're at a level that you haven't reached. And quite frankly, if you're not doing something that is attractive enough for them to reach out to you or see, or, or where it helps them to see the mutual benefit of the two of you coming together, that's just not going to be much value there. So I will say in the beginning, when you're attempting to collab and partner with other people, the first thing that you should think about is how do I, as a brand, as a creative entrepreneur, how do I become more attractive to other people so that when I reach out to them, it's a genuine interest. They want to connect. They, they're, they're receptive to my message, right? Because truth is we all hate rejection. And we think that we get rejection because or rejected because somebody's just trying to big time us or they're trying to be whatever. It's, if you want to be honest, the hard truth is or the best way to, to become better out of a situation like that is ask yourself, am I at a level that's attractive enough for this per where I've made it hard for the other person to say no to me? That, that's going to be interesting, right? Because it makes, it makes you really look for ways to improve instead of point the finger and complain. And that's, what, that's, what, that's the name of the game, y'all. Every time we can walk away from a situation, finding things that have helped us to become better, then we've won. We've won. There's, there's, no, there's no loss in that. You say it all the time, Nick, which is dope. Like, there is no losses if I learn something, I'll learn from every, every L that I've taken or every setback that I've been through. So you miss an opportunity to learn or level up if you point the finger and say, ah, they big time. Oh, they Hollywood. Oh, they didn't come through. Oh, they didn't respond. Oh, they didn't dip. Right? It's like, I'm just pointing the finger and I have nothing to work on myself. So work on that attraction piece, right? Work on that attraction piece to that people can say, man, I appreciate the work. I appreciate the honesty, the vulnerability. I appreciate the transparency. I see the work ethic. I see the quality of the work. I see this. I see that. I see the transformation. I see the testimonials. There's so much that you can put out there that shows people that your values are strong and, and built on a solid foundation so that they want to connect the rock with you. So yeah, I will say collaboration. I won't jump ahead and say, this is how you should do this or do that. But I will say when you think of collaboration, Think of it as, am I attractive enough to the person I want to collaborate with? So that when that connection is made, there's a, what? Yo, yo, Nikki Rista? Oh, for sure. Right? Because there's, there's that genuine interest there as well. <laughs>